Chapter Three of Just So Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tim Bulkley of BigBible.org. Just So Stories by Rudyard Kipling. How the Rhinoceros Got His Skin. Once upon a time, on an uninhabited island on the shores of the Red Sea, there lived a Parsi, from whose hat the rays of the sun were reflected in more than oriental splendour. And the Parsi lived by the Red Sea with nothing but his hat and his knife, and a cooking-stove of the kind that you must particularly never touch. And one day he took flour and water and currants and plums and sugar and things, and made himself one cake, which was two feet across and three feet thick. It was indeed a superior comestible, that's magic and he put it on stove because he was allowed to cook on the stove and he baked it and he baked it till it was all done brown and smelt most sentimental but just as he was going to eat it there came down to the beach from the altogether uninhabited interior one rhinoceros with a horn on his nose two piggy eyes and few manners in those days the rhinoceros's skin fit him quite tight there were no wrinkles in it anywhere he looked exactly like a Noah's Ark rhinoceros, but of course much bigger. All the same, he had no manners then, and he has no manners now, and he never will have any manners. He said, How? And the Parsee left that cake and climbed to the top of a palm tree with nothing on but his hat, from which the rays of the sun were always reflected in more than oriental splendour. And the rhinoceros upset the oil stove with his nose, and the cake rolled on the sand and he spiked that cake on the horn of his nose, and he ate it, and he went away, waving his tail, to the desolate and exclusively uninhabited interior, which abuts on the islands of Mazanderan, Socotra, and the promontories of the larger equinox. Then the Parsi came down from his palm-tree, and put the stove on its legs, and recited the following sloka, which, as you have not heard, I will now proceed to relate. Them that takes cakes which the Parsi man bakes makes dreadful mistakes. And there was a great deal more in that than you would think, because five weeks later there was a heat wave in the Red Sea, and everybody took off all the clothes they had. The Parsi took off his hat, but the rhinoceros took off his skin and carried it over his shoulder as he came down to the beach to bathe. In those days it buttoned underneath with three buttons and looked like a waterproof. He said nothing whatever about the Parsi's cake, because he had eaten it all, and he never had any manners, then, since, or henceforward. He waddled straight into the water and blew bubbles through his nose, leaving his skin on the beach. Presently the Parsi came by and found the skin, and he smiled, one smile that ran all round his face two times. Then he danced three times round the skin, and rubbed his hands. Then he went to his camp, and filled his hat with cake-crumbs, for the Parsi never ate anything but cake, and he never swept out his camp. He took that skin, and he shook that skin, and he scrubbed that skin, and he rubbed that skin, just as full of old, dry, stale, tickly cake-crumbs, and some burnt currants as ever it could possibly hold. Then he climbed to the top of his palm-tree, and waited for the rhinoceros to come out of the water and put it on. And the rhinoceros did, 
he buttoned it up with the three buttons and it tickled like cake crumbs in bed then he wanted to scratch but that made it worse then he lay down on the sands and rolled and rolled and rolled and every time he rolled the cake crumbs tickled him worse and worse and worse then he ran to the palm tree and rubbed and rubbed and rubbed himself against it he rubbed so much and so hard that he rubbed his skin to a great fold over his shoulders and another fold underneath where the buttons used to be but he rubbed the buttons off and he rubbed some more folds over his legs and it spoiled his temper but it didn't make the least difference to the cake crumbs they were inside his skin and they tickled so he went home very angry indeed and horribly scratchy and from that day to this every rhinoceros has great folds in his skin and a very bad temper all on account of the cake crumbs inside but the Parsi came down from his palm tree wearing his hat from which the rays of the sun were reflected in more than oriental splendor packed up his cooking stove and went away in the direction of Oratevo, amygdala and the upper meadows of antanarivo and the marshes of sonaput this uninhabited island is off cape gardafui by the beaches of socotra and the pink arabian sea but it's hot too hot from Suez for the likes of you and me ever to go in a P&O and call on the cake Parsee. Descriptions of the pictures by the author 1. This is the picture of the Parsee beginning to eat his cake on the uninhabited island in the Red Sea on a very hot day and of the rhinoceros coming down from the altogether uninhabited interior which as you can truthfully see is all rocky the rhinoceros's skin is quite smooth and the three buttons that button it up are underneath so you can't see them the squiggly things on the Parsee's hat are the rays of the sun reflected in more than oriental splendor because if I had drawn real rays they would have filled up all the picture the cake has currents in it and the wheel thing lying on the sand in front belonged to one of Pharaoh's chariots when he tried to cross the Red Sea the Parsee found it and kept it to play with the Parsee's name was Pestonji Bomonji, and the rhinoceros was called Strawks because he breathed through his mouth instead of his nose I wouldn't ask anything about the cooking stove if I were you 2. This is the Parsee Pestonji Bomonji, sitting in his palm tree and watching the rhinoceros Strawks bathing near the beach of the altogether uninhabited island after Strawks had taken off his skin the Parsee has put the cake crumbs into the skin and he is smiling to think how they will tickle Strawks when Strawks puts it on again the skin is just under the rocks below the palm tree in a cool place that is why you can't see it the Parsee is wearing a new more than oriental splendor hat of the sort that Parsees wear and he has a knife in his hand to cut his name on palm trees the black things on the islands out at sea are bits of ships that got wrecked going down the Red Sea but all the passengers were saved and went home the black thing in the water close to the shore is not a wreck at all it is Strokes the rhinoceros bathing without his skin he was just as black underneath his skin as he was outside I wouldn't ask anything about the cooking stove if I were you End of how the rhinoceros got his skin recording by tim bulkley of bigbible.org